Wednesday. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, What's up, Chico? Chiki? What's up, Chiki? I called you Chiki first. I heard. That prizes, what please. Is? It's a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! The winner is Chico. <laughs> Chico's getting a new car. Thanks to friends donating it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and friends convincing you to take it. Exactly, when I have no practice of driving for the last decade. So this will be interesting project. Well, that's why I didn't let you practice with my car. <laughs> I know, but I'm more used to driving a shift than uh, automatic. Is this one automatic, I'm guessing? Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. guessing too, I didn't ask. <laughs> like you're giving me a car? All right, I'll take it. I'll look at it later. I didn't even see the car. Oh, you didn't tell me that when I convinced you to buy it. <laughs> I'm or, not no, buying no. it. You're not even buying it. Fuck it. Yeah. doesn't matter. Never mind. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't even need all four wheels. Fuck no. it. <laughs> It's a three-wheeler, Adam. One little detail I forgot to tell you and the insurance company. <laughs> My first car was a stick shift. And I also... Well, not also, but I didn't know how to drive it. I just got really excited. A friend of mine was like, Do you want to buy this car? It was a little Honda two-seater. Mm -hmm. And I just turned, or was about to turn 16. And so I was like, fuck yeah. And then, <laughs> I don't remember the details, except stalling out a lot and grinding the clutch for the first <laughs> week or two and well, my first then, car was a stick shift too and then i could drive a stick shift that was it yeah i actually only owned a stick shift uh i and the first time i went to pick up that car also i had not much practice i had just gotten my license i think i was 22 or maybe, yeah, I don't remember, actually. I think mm. 
I had my license from before, but I hadn't actually practiced driving and I had moved to Istanbul and I needed a car. So me and my brother got a car, but I couldn't even go to the dealer to pick up the car all by myself. So I went there with a friend who drove the car back home with me. <laughs> and then we went to the back streets and practiced driving. Hmm. Yeah. My um, first... So in, when I lived in Cleveland, I had three cars over the course of very few years because they were all old and not great. Um, but yeah, my I, two of the three were stick shifts, which is kind of rare. Yeah, for, for an American, definitely. Mm -hmm. You're one of the few Americans I know who knows how to drive a stick shift. Yeah. I, I guess was Joe lucky. did as well because you bought the car from him. Mm -hmm. So I know too now. Well, I was lucky that I could because I got a really cool job around the age of 18 or 19 to be oh, a valet. that's true. I always forget that, Pat, uh, about you. That and you if, you're, if you're any young people listening or parents <laughs> with children, encourage <laughs> them to be valets. It's a fun job. You... um run and then drive really fast and then run <laughs> and drive really fast for like half an hour to 45 minutes then you stand around and smoke cigarettes for like three hours and mm. then you run <laughs> and drive really fast for like half an hour to 45 minutes <laughs> i think a lot of parents want this for their kids the way you're describing it <laughs> I'm i sure. uh it's not healthy because i actually <laughs> develop shin splints because wow, you were good. running that fast. Why? It's not well. It's not good to like to run a lot and then stand around and then yeah. run again um, on a daily basis, especially. Why couldn't you walk to the car? Because I wanted to make a tip. <laughs> <laughs> the cars are like at least two blocks away in a parking garage, you know, and you get three to four clients sometimes at a time walking out with their tickets. And so you've got to run all the way down there, hmm. get the car, find the car. And some of these cars back in, what, 99, 2000, didn't even have the little clickers yet. So you find the car, then you got to race it out of the garage, down the street, and then the moment you jump out, you have to, like, stand there politely and wait for them to give you their t the tip. Some people talk for a while. Well, meanwhile, you've got another client with their ticket standing there. So you're like rolling your eyes at one client like, oh, can you believe this person's taking so long? While you're being <laughs> polite to the person taking so long. <laughs> oh, man. And you did that for how long? You were 18 and... God, I don't know. On and off for two or three years. Yeah. Maybe two years. But that also, I'm sure, helped in you being a good driver. Well, it's like trial by fire. I mean, if you're not a good driver, you're, you're not going to keep the job. So how many times did you sneak out a car and took it for a ride? Uh, just once. But I was actually encouraged by the client to do so. And what was the car? It was a Viper, Dodge Viper. I have he no said, idea what that looks it's like. It's like so a hot rod kind of car. It's like, go right take it out on the highway. I didn't really care for that. I... I just enjoyed the rush of trying to see how fast I could bring the car up. 
Um, I wanted to announce a few things before we start, and our guest yes. has already called in, but I want to make a few announcements. Okay. Um, a lot of people out there know Peppa Palazon, and she's doing, she's, we're, somebody's having a fundraiser for her. She's been having some health issues, so oh, no. um, go to my Facebook profile or Santiago Steele's or various oh, others, shit. perhaps hers as well, and you can donate to help. I don't know the details, um, but she was a guest back in August, I believe, and yeah. she's, she does Tengo una pregunta para vos, and she's just an amazing person, so please, if you can help out, do that. And Thanks for letting us know, Adam. I somehow missed that one. I just saw it two hours ago, so I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. Um, that's really the only big one. We uh, are going to open registration for the Cleveland Tango Bowling Marathon next week. I'm very excited. We're currently limited to the amount of people we can have, but I'm I'm pretty optimistic by July or even June we'll be able to open the registration. What's the limit now? Right now it's 60 people. Okay. (laughs) Which, like, on year four was how many people we had. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was 30 last month. They're opening slowly. I see. And, and, and we have another announcement about Piazzolla seminar coming up. Seminario yes. Astor Piazzolla. Mm-hmm. Next Friday, we have a new music and history seminar with Leandro and Emiliano. And it's going to be another great way to learn from them and explore Astor's music and history. And whoever did the write-up... Help me out here, Adam. I'm blanking out. I was just going to say, whoever did the write-up on our website, (laughs) go to our website or the Facebook event, but specifically the website. The the write-up sounds really enticing. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who wrote that, but it sounds like a very interesting um, class. I mean, it will be interesting, but it... Whoever wrote it made it sound really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like calling it a class. It's an interactive lecture series. So uh, I just want people to know that it's you're learning, but it's um, in an interactive way. You can ask questions and you'll be listening. In a class, you can't ask questions. I don't know why I'm uh, being so picky about not wanting to call it a class, but... Uh, Anyway, Fridays, three Fridays, April 9, 16, and 23rd, 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Uh, mm-hmm. Grab your wines. Unwind with us at the end of your week. It, it Last time it was super fun and it was really enlightening. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what they put together once again. I'm curious and I'm excited to hear... Um how to break down and understand Piazzolla a little more. I've always been yeah. a big fan. It was my first demonstration back when I was a wee lad. Oh, wow. Um, I and picked also- the song before I even knew, like, Dancing Tango. And then my teacher at the time, once we started practicing to it, I was like, I gave you a really challenging piece, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and lastly, something I'm super excited about, mm-hmm. our first out-of-town gig in real human life, <laughs> May 7th. 
in South Philly with Jack Hanley. Um, I was just thinking about this today, like how it's our very first invited invited Milonga. thing since since uh, since over a year. Milonga. Super exciting. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Normally, gigs like this might not be so exciting, but it is super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's really, really exciting that we are there. Yeah, and I'll be um, gonna get to starting place. private lessons the second week of third week of April. In, when you're fully person. covered with your vaccination, right? You've when got your second I am shot this week. Fully covered, because you know what I got, Chico. Wow, you really prepared for today's Actually, <laughs> sound I had that effects. for last week. I just never got to use it. I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Do you have anything else you want to announce? Just um, our first guest today. Yes. Who's here yes. with us? Stine! Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Stine Engen. Yes. From Denmark who lives in Buenos Aires currently. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much. I um, went the other day on your Facebook page to learn a little bit more about you for this interview slash conversation. And right now I'm looking at 16 tabs open on my computer because you are extremely busy. <laughs> you have a lot of things going on. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe not everything at the same time. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Welcome. Thank you very much. How is uh, how's life going? It's good. Here yeah. in Buenos Aires, things are not normal, but they are pretty open at the moment. And we are like mm -hmm. taking advantage because it seems like... It will be closed again when the winter mm. comes closer and such. So it's about enjoying a little bit right now. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, that's a good thing. I, I mean, through this whole time when we were in winter mode, I was really admiring that, that all that was going on on mm. that side of the world. Yeah. It's, it's, it gives hope, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah we are on the we are on the way out we are on the way out <laughs> some, some closer than others but this time yeah this time last year was very different so you have many projects is your main group on dariaga tango <laughs> yeah orquesta típica andariega andariega tango yeah andariega tango is the is the website yeah it's mm -hmm. like an, a normal orquesta típica. Okay. And Dariega means someone who moves on. Like andar is to move, to go, to walk. Mm -hmm. To walk, yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it's always been an orchestra that has traveled a lot. Mm. So in that sense, it, it fits. <laughs> nice. And how long have you guys been playing together? The orchestra started in 2009. Um, so that's pretty long time ago. Wow. But um, but we're only two people who've been there the whole time. Hmm. Okay. So uh, you and the bandanion, and who's the other person? 
uh, Luigi Caviello, who is the director uh, also. Okay. Yeah. And you've been uh, living in Argentina that long? Yes, more or less the same amount of time. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And how did you make the leap? So I, I read in your blog that you originally were in love with singing. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of singing in, in my childhood. I'm, I don't know if I'm in love with singing, but it's something right. that I have always done and something that has been very much in my family, uh, like we all singers and choirs and such. So, mm. uh, um, and also, I guess I was a little bit lazy <laughs> when I was a child. I, I took a lot of classes in music and such, but I never studied a lot. And with the singing, it was like more a social thing as well. Like I, I like to sing mm. different voices and such. So the practice is more to do it together with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if it's a chorus thing. What kind of yeah. music was it in general? In the beginning, it was uh, like girl choir, Danish songbook stuff, like very mm. uh, traditional songs and also like uh, religious music without the choir being religious, but like church music. Mm -hmm. um, and then later on, I also... Uh, joined some rhythmic chor uh, choirs and uh, yeah different stuff I've, I've sung a lot of different things isn't That's great. tango a different style of tango sort of like the national music of, of denmark or very common uh tango yeah that might be finland i think yeah oh, you're think right i'm finland. thinking of finland <laughs> but it's true yeah for the the Finnish people they took the tango uh, to them you say that uh, many years ago and, and today they have like their own kind of tango that is pretty different from the Argentine one mm -hmm. uh, now in Denmark we don't have so much folk music in, in fact uh, we have had it and, and it was more or less uh, destroyed <laughs> I don't know that's a really hard word but it, it kind of disappeared because of all the other kinds of music who arrived but what we do have in Denmark is like a lot of obviously a lot of singers like um, song writers and such who, who write lyrics in Danish and such um, and of course the the church which is very much connected to the to the songbook of the country I think and how did you make the, I don't know, wanna, I guess I'll use the word leap from singing local music to playing a foreign instrument? Yeah, it's a pretty big step. <laughs> <laughs> and to be exposed to it, like that was the explosion. Yeah, it was, first. that was because of, uh, of my studies in anthropology when I was, ah. uh, yeah, after high school. I started in the university and um, and I did some years and one day my friend who I was studying everything with, she said, I want to go to Argentina and it has to be right now. And like uh, in very short time, she got it all organized so we could do a semester in Argentina. And I kind of arrived without having any idea of Argentina, of tango or anything, but I liked it a lot. And that's where I, I got familiar with the with the tango and the bandoneon, which was an instrument I had never seen before at the time. Mm 
Mm -hmm. mm. Amazing. And then how did you, like, who did you start studying with and how did that happen? We started like dancing tango and we got to a milonga, mm -hmm. which was milonga de los jueves, like a Thursday milonga on in San Telmo. And it was organized by musicians. Um, and especially uh, one musician. Are you there? Yep. Okay. Just sounded really strange suddenly. <laughs> um, well, the um, Julian Peralta, who is uh, the leader of Astillero, mm -hmm. he had the school, tango school, Orlando Goni, in that milonga. That was like the milonga connected to the school. So um, we got to know them a little bit in the middle of the night, on Thursday's night. <laughs> and um, and he was so passionate about this tango school and about the tango movement. And as a student of anthropology, it was just incredibly interesting. Mm. Um, so we decided to come back the year after to do an, a, a field work on that school. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought very naive that I could, as I already read um, note sheets and such, I thought I could just play a little bit the Vandanyan because the method of anthropology is all about is participating and studying at the same time. It's like the method. Mm. So that was like my uh, my idea, but just to get an Vandanyan was really difficult. Um, <laughs> and I had to buy it. <laughs> Are you doing, you're studying anthropology at home, correct? I studied in, in Copenhagen, yes, so I, f okay. I finished the first part of anthropology and then I studied something else, but I never got the, the whole degree <laughs> when the, the tango took over the music. Yeah. Wow. So you're, I see you have something going on called the Tango Lab. Is that, what is that all about? Sounds very interesting. Yeah, yeah that's something that we started, um, it was the idea of my aunt, in fact, that she thought that we could teach the things that we know about tango, about the music, about the dance um, for young people in Denmark. Okay. Um, and then we like started to develop a little bit on the idea and today it's uh, something that we do when we are in, in Denmark mostly. We have done it in some other uh, countries but if it's always mostly Denmark. And um, yeah, we, we teach, like we do some, some like very basic uh, tango classes, the dancing, uh, and then if there are um, musicians, like uh, music students, we also do some workshops in the music. And then what we do mostly is like the live show where we tell like a story about Argentina, about uh, my story about moving there. Um, and we play and we talk about the tango and we show some videos from Buenos Aires and, and we do it like half in Spanish, half in Danish mm. or in English. Um, for yeah, for the students to to get a tango experience. Well, I'm <laughs> assuming you, since you tell that story all the time in the tango lab, you might be tired of telling it. But what did <laughs> inspire you to move to? <laughs> How can, did that happen? You can keep it as short as you like. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. No, I'm like what I always want to communicate to these very young people is that like the world is so much bigger right because i went to venezuela after high school and i remember just being totally thrown away and and 
realizing that the, the world is so much bigger. And I guess that even though you have like this globalized world today and everything is so accessible, mm, there is yeah. something happens when you come to another country where you cannot speak the language, where the climate is different and all that stuff. So the I always like... culture is so different. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I always try to like tell them the story about, um, yeah, you can do so much else than what you're supposed to. Like Denmark is a quite of kind of organized country where everything is is really accessible for everyone. That's amazing. Uh, for example, compared to Argentina, it's something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but then at the same time, I'm sure there's a lot more expectations of how you are to be or do things, maybe. Is that the case? Yeah, something about it, right? That if it's really easy to get an education, to get a house, to get a family, to get a dog, mm. blah, blah, blah. Sometimes people might get stuck in that, um, in that thing and they might not start to dream. I always think that like... Here in Argentina, with all the chaos and all the difficulties there are, people are very creative in in finding their own adventure in art and culture. Like there is a very very creative spirit here, and I think it it is connected to how the the society is is working, formed. So was it a fascination with South America in general that brought you to Argentina? I I liked Venezuela and I also went to Ecuador and such. So I I really liked South America in general, but I, I had never thought about um, leaving Denmark like for for real. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but in Argentina, in Buenos Aires, most of all, I found like an another kind of um, another home in some way, something that that I had been longing for that I didn't know existed. And in this tango um, environment, there, is some, there was something that suddenly opened for me that I could imagine something else and that I had done before. Um, so it was Buenos Aires and the tango that convinced me. <laughs> That's amazing. And when was that? When did, oh, you said 2009, around when you started. Yeah, that was when I, when I came with my Vandanyan on with no return ticket. And how long have you been playing the bandoneon by, by then? Oh, only like some months. <laughs> it was very wow. little. <laughs> yeah. So your journey of learning it was mainly in Argentina. Totally, yeah. It's amazing Man, how fearless before, we can be yeah, when we're younger. <laughs> when we're younger, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chico moved to, to the States uh, mm. from Turkey. I moved yeah. to New York without like much, like a suitcase and a bike, um, mm. and a dream. How cheesy! Yeah, um, you know, but yeah, dreams and curiosities. It's like it needs to keep going. For me, it was a huge thing. The curiosity was a big part of mm. me moving. Yeah, discovering yeah, what you were saying about like world being much bigger than where you grow up, I was always curious to live in a different country than my own mm. and mm. learn about another culture. And I didn't think I would be here for 23 years, but 
<laughs> I came with the idea of two to three years, and here I am still. Um, but yeah, dreams and curiosities, it's, it's, um, we need to hold on to them and keep at it. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that happened to you as well, but for me, today I think I also got used to have this identity of a foreigner or for someone not coming from this place that it gives me a certain energy for it 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 keeps me alert in some way not knowing everything to the ground and uh, mm. yeah i don't know that's a one unique thing about new york city is that you can't tell who's from here and who's not <laughs> <laughs> beyond even beyond you know like race yeah, that's class true. gender whatever it's, yeah. like, it's one so, of those yeah. unique cities it's true it's hmm. true cuz in buenos aires you know even if you're like an argentine with darker skin they may treat you like you're not from there depending yeah yeah it's like very easy to be a foreigner here it, it should be said also there's a lot of things going on on the street here <laughs> um it's not that i in any way feel like discriminated or anything but but you know it's uh you can tell like i have i speak spanish fluently but i have my accent and such so mm -hmm. I, i think people notice Was, did you feel yeah. anything about being a female and learning to play the bandoneon when you started there and not speaking spanish <laughs> at the time like the combination yeah i guess maybe it's more the second thing uh, that has been uh, a thing for me i guess um i've never thought anything about being uh, like someone has has asked me these questions before so i have of course have had it in mind in some way but i have never felt that anyone thought that i couldn't play in a certain way because i'm a woman but i have sometimes felt that it was difficult to um, to be able to play the tango as a foreigner that's like when it's such a, um a folk uh, folkloristic genre and uh, and had done this field work with these musicians that said that it's like this the, <laughs> the blood of the argentine metropolis and all that stuff that i had had all this uh, information about that the tango was from buenos aires uh, so sometimes i thought well it's i i don't have the possibility to to get into it for real but that's not how i feel today though hmm, and great. let's let's not forget i mean buenos aires is a city of immigrants yeah um, a lot of so. them european hmm. and so and i mean hmm. i i say this because i come from a country of immigrants and i live amongst a lot of ignorant people who seem to forget that hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah yeah and it's very frustrating and infuriating because mm. some people reach a place where they don't have to they they present an identity of like there were the real thing now wherever that may be and there's there's a there's a starting point from somewhere else i don't care from which country you are i mean i've spent time we've all traveled the world i'm sure and there's some mm. countries that are much more isolated and you know you can feel like yeah i'm the foreigner here but even those countries come f you know, it all starts somewhere else you know 
Mm. Yeah. yeah, and also I, I guess today I think of art more in general as as a mixture. You know, there has to be a person behind, and it's not only a well. It has to develop. It has to get influences from other places. It's it's not something that is so yeah. fixed to one yeah. place and to a certain people. It's good to have folk roots, I believe. Hmm. Uh, those mixtures, but those mixtures, or should I, how do I say this? The folk roots are mixtures of identities that come from all over. Hmm. Hmm. So they, they kind of like become identified with one culture, but they're still from all over. I mean, look at Argentina, for example, is one example. Hmm. Instruments came from everywhere. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's all the uh, folk dances in Turkey. There's over like sixty different types of folk dances, and I mean, <laughs> some of them it's almost the same in Russia or in Uzbekistan. Like all that area, like they were all so traveling through and within each other that the influence it's it's hard to separate it. Mm. And so many again, people migrated through the area. So uh, there is all of the traces of years of different cultures passing through. Mm. Um, I, I forget who I was talking with about, uh, I don't know if it was, somebody was talking about nationalities laying claim to things. And it's like, you can't do this because you're not Argentinian. You can't do this because you're not American. Like, I can't play folk music or blues because I'm not African-American, or this or that. I can't play the bandoneon because I'm not from Argentina. Mm. And um, I just remember there's a drummer, a jazz drummer named Ahmad Jamal. I don't know if he's still alive. But right after 9-11, he got, you know, at the airport he was coming in from somewhere, and they grabbed him, and he was with a bunch of other musicians, and they said, who are you and where are you from, or something like this. And he said... I'm a musician. And I just love that answer. Like, hmm. in certain realms, we we go past these, like, arbitrary, silly <coughs> identities we create, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah, because they're always just models, you know, for us trying to comprehend the world and what we see and listen and all that stuff it's like or define ourselves with too yeah because in the end it's also not so much about doing stuff in the right way or in a certain way it's it's more about or at least i think so it's about doing what you you want to do and in, in the best way um yeah 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 i like how you said that and what your core is right as a person Hmm. Not even if you're a musician or if you're a dancer or if you're from Turkey or you're, uh, I don't know, work at an office, you like wearing certain type of clothes, none of that, all of that are so external uh, definitions of who you are. They, hmm. they are not identifications of who your true self is in a way. Hmm. Um, but that's how we are so used to identifying ourselves with, with what we do, where we're from. Um, but that's all very external in a way. Mm. 
but it's difficult. It can be difficult to figure out when you take it all away, what's left, yeah. right? <laughs> well, that was, you know. <laughs> well, this conversation just got too deep. <laughs> I can't handle it. We need to hear some music. Well, before, before, uh, we will in just a moment. I just want to finish up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I love it. I love it. I know, like, we don't like talking about COVID on this show too much and, and stuff. But this is uh, entertainment. We're trying to avoid that. But you just touched on something about that sense of value. I believe what you just said is like right mm -hmm. after this started, we were all like struggling, like, can we teach on Zoom? Can we do this? What do we do? Hmm. And I, it, for me, there was a moment where like I kind of, like in New York, value is based on rent. It's based on, you know, we charge this much because the space costs this much. You know, you go this, you pay this much for food because your rent costs this much and the chef is so-and-so and, and all of a sudden we're all home and it's like it just put us all in this equal playing field for a little while and it was kind of refreshing and scary as hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's sense of weird. values completely changed <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah. yeah well yes let's play some music you sent us two pieces and um do you have a preference which we play first um, yeah, maybe we can start with Andariega. Este es el pueblo. Okay. This is the pueblo. <laughs> Are these original pieces? This one is, yes. Wonderful. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Este es el pueblo. Este momento con Darienzo 
Luigi Coelho, the, the double bass player. Yeah, oh my god, also... I love that bass thing in that <laughs> I was gonna say too. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, no wonder it's like such a prominent bass. <laughs> you know, it's Este es el Rey, which is a very known song of Darienzo, and, uh -huh. and this. And it, it it refers to him being the king, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are like taking a, a step below and saying <laughs> that this is a people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. When did you? When did he write it? And when did you guys record that? Um, yeah, last year I almost say, but it's like we lost a year, right? I think it was in 2019 that we recorded it. Yeah, we decided last week or the week before that 2020 didn't exist, so you can't say last week. Because <laughs> right, we yeah. decided, like, are we going to count that towards it? Like, so in order not to make things complicated, we decided we skipped We We actually, we should start year one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, before COVID, after COVID, BCAC, better back to one. <laughs> well, some someone says that it's going to be the, the biggest thing in our lives, right? <laughs> I hope so. Freaking hmm. A. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> better so, be. how was the process of recording that? That was really good. We have just been uh, recording again this weekend and also a month ago we recorded another the project well, that's of mine, that's Dango. Um, but when we recorded uh, Este es el Pueblo, we only recorded that song. It was normally we, we do a, a CD or, or a, a half a CD when we hmm. record. But uh, that song, it was different, yeah. It's kind of like the old school. Yeah. One or two songs <laughs> at a time. Single. Single. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long does that take? Or like, can you tell us the process of one song recording versus like half a CD recording of a day? Tell us the experience, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, well, I, right, I have it very, very close. Yeah, uh, we we made six songs this weekend, and we had like ten hours days, I think. So it was like twenty hours for six songs, and that's a little bit too much. In fact, we uh, we had a lot of time. Uh, the thing is that normally when you um, rent a studio, you rent it for the whole day, so you kind I of see. take advantage. But um, I think we are a band that records a lot of times. Like we take one song many times. Uh, I don't know how you takes. I guess it's it's yeah. it's called yeah. in in English. Yeah. Um, it's so different, you know, uh, how you record, but. Uh, that's that's the way we do it. Like a lot of um, 
of takes and <laughs> you get pretty tired and sometimes sometimes we do a break and then we go back and sometimes we also do like smaller parts when we have the feeling that some something is mm -hmm. missing or could be better or is yeah. there any moments where there is tension between the members or it's usually like an easygoing group of uh, creative process because <laughs> creative processes can be challenging when when you yeah. have more than one artist in the same place definitely uh, yeah like luigi who's the director he's kind of obsessive in some way he really wants the things to sound in a certain way and he's very uh, uh, worried about the groove Hmm. Um, so sometimes he he wants us to take more takes that we want to do, <laughs> but uh, I guess that's also maybe normal that, uh, that there's someone who's always a little bit more ambitious than mm -hmm. others or have maybe more the idea of how it should sound hmm. uh, because he has been studying, he, he wrote the song and he's been studying the song more hmm. in detail, hmm. I guess. I see. Um, but he's also a little bit more experienced. When we did the recording last month, when it was my material, it was uh, my arrangements. Mm -hmm. um, it was uh, a little different. I think I was more, uh, as it was the first time, I didn't have so much, how do you say that? Um, it was a bit difficult for me to, to have a criteria. Yeah, um, to, to visualize what you want, you mean? Yeah, or I got a little bit more easier, confused, you know, I, I wanted mm. I needed to listen to it and I needed to ask the other members, did you play it all well? It's like it was difficult for me to, to pay attention to everyone else while recording as well myself. I see. Um, so I guess there's a lot of things that with experience you um, you get more, I think, or at least I will with experience I will do less takes <laughs> yeah well it's also I think it's practice is like everything else you are able to eliminate certain things faster hmm. and know what you want yeah and, and also have a level. have a good idea about how where is the music when you go into the studio you know hmm. to expect uh, in a realistic way because it's, it's different some people are just very, um, you know, they have a very precise idea, and hmm. if you're in their vision, if that's their project or whatever, you kind of have to deal with that, unfortunately, sometimes, hmm. you know, and then if you're running it, and it's like, okay, we're done, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. In the tango, it's a lot like that, you know, that there is a director who who has an idea. Uh, because normally they are, we are big groups and such, so it's, it can be a bit messy if everyone yeah. has to to decide for himself. Um, but, yeah, I think what happens when you go into the studio is that you suddenly listen in another way, even though we record the rehearsals and such to, to have an idea. It's so good, the recordings, that you suddenly listen to new stuff. And also the thing about, we, for example, record in different, not in different rooms, but we are separated by panels and such. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't sound in the same way as when you're in a rehearsal. You do of not connect course. in the same way, like corporally and such. So it's it's different. For example, it's very difficult to, to do the dynamics um, because you cannot feel that now, like, there's something about yeah, 
that that's difficult at least and the last uh, there, there's the loss of the exchange hmm. well yeah and on top of it you're working with much more sensitive equipment probably that hmm. uh, you're also maybe hearing things in a different level and with a different quality mm. on top of that i don't know yeah yeah that's the case but yeah definitely so when you moved to argentina we're gonna listen to your next song too but when you moved to argentina and you were taking bandoneon lessons did you know you wanted to be a bandoneonist professionally or that came after? I guess I'm a bit humble in the sense that I didn't think it was possible hmm. when I started. But I wanted to to play for real. You know, the bandoneon is like an instrument that needs that you dedicate mm -hmm. hours in the beginning because just to remember the the keyboard and such, you need to be there every day. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, so in that sense, I, I, I did dedicate a lot of hours in the beginning, and then I guess at some point I just found out that I, I really wanted to do it. I really wanted that sort of life f uh, for myself in in the long term, um, and then I started to to figure ways figure out ways to to keep on studying so much because as it demands a lot of hours you have to find a way to 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 live right because i started playing it when i was 23 years old so i that was sometimes the time where you start working as well <laughs> yeah so you i had to like organize myself with the studies and the work and such um and then you also start to decide for yourself what do you want to do for real right when you mm -hmm. when you have mm -hmm. to yeah, to choose jobs that might not be so interesting. Well, I feel connected in the sense that <laughs> when I started dancing, I realized in order to get as proficient or whatever that means as I wanted to get, I thought, well, I might as well just try to do this for a living because it's going to take that much damn time. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. something you dabble in if you want to take it at least to where I wanted to go with it and I feel bandoneon is similar it's such a sophisticated instrument and it's so challenging and as yeah. you said you you were very humble about it. you said it takes hours in the early years but I mean it takes eight <laughs> hours a day for several years <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you know that's hmm. quite a commitment and I feel like once you put that much time in maybe you make the decision um, but there are so many factors to it, right? I mean, with the dancing too, it's not just playing the instrument and getting good at it. Are are you enjoying being a performer? Because that's another mm -hmm. aspect of like mm -hmm. when you choose this path, now mm -hmm. you have an audience and the exposure to that and the maybe... I don't know, I was curious, like, that's why I also asked, like, maybe uh, you didn't enjoy performing at the beginning, but that's something that became something you start enjoying over time, or that actually drove you to play more. All of that could be a different story for every artist. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's in some sense what's what drove me also to to keep on studying because it was it was difficult for me to enjoy it in the beginning. I got very nervous. I also I started dancing in fact before uh, like tango before I started playing the bandoneon and I was also very passionate about it but in like in a bad way <laughs> where I didn't enjoy it at all but I was just like upset uh, obs- obsessive That's about it um, <laughs> and when I started playing it just moved naturally and suddenly I could enjoy dancing yeah. so I realized that it, it was something with my personality and I also wanted to to explore that and, and be able to to enjoy the things that I like right yeah um, so in some sense that has also been been driven me uh for for some years and then when you get to the point where you can actually enjoy the music it's just fantastic yeah mm-hmm. absolutely well we hear on, on that song? note yeah yeah let's enjoy some more music so <laughs> and i play. And the, before you play adam i also want to thank Kaney for um mm. for introducing us because i reached out to her i'm like help us we want to meet new musicians and uh <laughs> You were one of the names she gave. Yeah. And uh, and I think she was listening earlier. So thank you, Amy. Wow. Yeah, she was a lot of fun to have. We've met so many wonderful people this past year doing this podcast. Um, and Haney was another one. And I'm so excited to come meet all of you in person eventually. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll probably be much more awkward in, in person. it's fantastic that you can do this right like suddenly connect in a very it's also very intimate in fact to do podcast radio in this sense yeah very it's very it's it's a whole another art for art form i guess Hmm. and Hmm. as tango professionals it's similar to what chico mentioned about you know you you start playing bandoneon and mm. then it's like, well, do I like to perform? Do I like to be in an orchestra? Do I like to deal with egos? Do I like to deal with, did I just start this for, why am I, do, you know, there's so many things that go under the umbrella. And as a tango professional, it's similar. You're not just a dancer, a teacher, performer, DJ, organizer, podcaster. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, you know, it's sort of like you go where the, um, where you need to go to keep it, to keep the fuel mm. going. Mm-hmm. but but you know i think that tango has that thing that it's like as it's the dance and the music is in the beginning so connected and also the organizing and, and the dta part and so it has like a lot of different um tasks in it in a some in some way mm-hmm. um and i think like also people who are not professional in in the tango they also get to enjoy these different roles and and it's like an aesthetic dimension to your life in some way even mm-hmm. though you're not doing everything professionally hmm. that's true and i i like that you brought that yeah. up because tango does allow and as much as some people don't agree um i think it is very inclusive in that sense and in, compared to other art forms hmm. because a lot of people get involved get involved in different aspects in different ways it's true hmm. you don't just have to be really good at dancing to enjoy being part of it yeah no okay so i don't know what your eyes did to me that's the english version (laughs) 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 these songs always sound worse in english 
Can you give us the title? Yeah. Yo no sé que me han hecho tus ojos. It's a classic balls from Francisco Canaro and he wrote it um, because of the eyes of the singer Ada Falcón. Oh, it is which this was the also eyes a, project. Yes, okay, that's we'll why. We'll talk uh, about that later <laughs> after the song. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Both, both songs makes me want to get up and dance, but I'm really <laughs> tired. <laughs> so my heart is dancing, but uh, if I had a partner, I'd be up and dancing, but I'm not going to dance alone tonight. <laughs> mm. So before we go, let's talk about this. Um, two things. You have something coming up April 8th, Tango Phonics. Well, yeah. before that, Adam, I want to talk about the I project that you have, <laughs> Stine, related to this song, so that uh, maybe people on this podcast listening in can send some of their photos and videos to you as well. Mm. Yeah, it's like uh, we are making a video clip of this song, and as it's about eyes, and the song was written to 
the mythical eyes of Ada Falcon, who was supposed to be green. Mm. Um, I, I, I want people to send me some clips of the eyes of the people who have been their companions during the, this year. Like a lot of people have been very close to someone and, and like to honor the intimate space that this has brought upon us. Hmm. I sent you my eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't understand. So I was like, all right, I have green eyes. I can send this photo. <laughs> I didn't realize I had to share someone else's eyes. <laughs> you know, it's just fine. Yeah. It's so fascinating this past year only seeing people's eyes. Uh, Chico, you know who I ran into the other day at a coffee shop? Machiko. Ah. So Sharon and I swung by a coffee shop uh, a little north of here by the park. And I get a coffee and I'm looking over and I swear I recognize this person, but she has a mask on, you know. She's <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. at me and I have a mask on. And so Machiko... And when did you last see her? Years probably ago. Couple I mean, years probably ago. And Stina, she's a violinist uh, from New York. Amazing. Tango violinist. She's been on the show before, too. But, like, we don't get to see her very often in the scene. Yeah, she was on the show um, back in July. And so, yeah, and we're looking and looking and looking. And then finally she says, Ada! <laughs> <laughs> but I found, and I've had this conversation a lot with my girlfriend, like, I found it very interesting that I've, find it very easy to recognize people solely based on their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone, of course, it's a, but... It's a talent. People that I, you know, obviously I knew, I knew, I've known for years, and then I'll see them with the mask, and they'll walk by or walk be somewhere, and I'll be like, I'm pretty sure that's so-and-so. And it is. <laughs> uh, interesting. They, they are our most expressive part, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to play a live one for us too or no yes all right <laughs> Woo-hoo! drum roll too after this adam please drum roll all right my favorite <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what this one does let's see Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Drum roll still wins. <laughs> well, that's really great. I have um, taken La Ultima Grela, which is a song of Piazzolla and Ferrer. Um, it's not such a known piece of Piazzolla, so I thought it might might do. I guess people will soon be tired of listening to Adios Nonino. <laughs> that stuff. After the whole month, we've heard it many times. It's true. Well, thank yeah. you. I'll take off my my head. Uh, okay.
was the best applause I had. <laughs> Straight from a can. <laughs> wow, thank you for that. You're welcome. And thank you so much for must... joining us. Yes, my God, what a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> thank you for the invite. Can't wait to... I love that people are doing this kind of stuff. It's so good. Thank you. And I can't wait to, to follow your projects talks. and check your stuff out live, hopefully soon. Next time we're in Argentina, <laughs> we're coming to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. We'll add you so to the... Yeah, the band sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear that live. Yeah. <laughs> Great. We have a lot of people to come meet in Argentina now. <laughs> yeah, <Can't wait. laughs> that's great, right? <laughs> or you guys come visit us. Yeah, option. in fact, you mentioned Amy before, and uh, today we have just uh, released our first video of a new tango project called Solidaridad, Solidaridad de Tango, um, and it's like a female orchestra, which is virtual for now. But we are like I'm in Argentina, Amy is in the States, mm -hmm. uh, girls in. Canada and one in Australia as well. Wow. The wow. idea is at some point we are going to meet up <laughs> and play. Awesome. At least in Canada. In this continent. Well, you have <laughs> yeah. an open invitation so we once we get our, our Milonga rolling again. Yes. Cool. Thanks. We'd love to collaborate. Thank you again. Very nice to meet Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Have a great evening, night. And you too. And uh, yeah. Take Great care. show. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Amazing. Boss. Hola, Silvia y Eileen. If you're around, you can call us anytime you would like. Oh. Until then, I'm going to have to talk to Adam all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Do I still sound low, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> That's my immediate reaction to that laugh. I can't it's one of those it. contagious lash, laughs. I just said lash. Yeah. I was reading <laughs> Bat's name and I said laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> no, you sound better. Sometimes it's you're okay. a little not as not as cheekery as you can be. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Do I need to speak with this accent then? I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we make up well, each other's differences. Last week I was super tired and you were very animated and engaged with the guests. And this week you, you're... I'm still engaged. You're engaged. I'm just you're low. engaged, but you're just a little tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little tired. We did a lot of backbands today for two hours, so... And I don't do those well. Not my body's not built for those anymore. So anymore? It was. <laughs> yeah, I used to. Those were like nothing for yeah? me in the past. Yeah, like just now. The only way I can do it is like when I lie on the red bowl. Um, that I can do it, and then I want someone to pull the ball out, and then I'll be okay keeping the form. But like to push up into it because of my shoulder injuries. It's just such a challenge. Woo! Our next guest is here, Silvia Seriani. Hello. 
walking and relaxing and embracing and the students look so confused <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's I think they were they were waiting for something <laughs> else you know like well it was it was in depth it was very in depth I, it was I, amazing i still use use that material when i dance uh, i recall like how you grounded and then like sort of compressed into your partner and walk together and yeah it was a really good it's, i i love it because the longer we're dancing the deeper we go into the dance the students are always sometimes expecting whatever and and we're we're, we're always it's going tricks Tricks. steps or choreography yeah. things yeah. or you know because um some people especially when you start to dance you start because perhaps you you saw something dancing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the tango for export normally or the tango show etc uh, the connection exists but uh, the things that you show to the people is different is something to the public you know mm -hmm. nobody yeah. is uh, showing the the emotion the deeper emotion that happened between a couple when you are dancing for the public yes, yes. and yeah. uh, the tango as a social dance is looking for the connection between people between bodies mm -hmm. uh, the music and the body is in action Yeah, the magic the rest is there. Is other kind mm -hmm. of things. Yeah. So we have a lot of styles. We have a lot of uh, different ways to dance tango. Uh, everyone can 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 take the way that is better for for yeah. for itself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I really enjoyed exactly. that class, and I enjoyed that. That's what you 
we're imparting on the on the people that came. And I want to welcome Eileen. Hello, Eileen. Eileen. Oh, hello. Absolutely honored and delighted to be here, Sylvia. Um, How many are you? You are ten thousand miles away. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? Bless my mind. Every Everybody's day. ten thousand miles away from Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of true, except almost everybody's in Woodstock. Now. That's true. That's <laughs> you know, true. Everybody moved there. True. So, or or Kingston and Ulster County. It's become the new Brooklyn. Oh, you're up here yeah. again. Kingston, that's right. It's great. Yeah. Well, I don't think yeah. we've seen you since that Catskills gig. Oh my! Well, I know that I haven't been to New York, which was sometimes where we saw each other since. Um, last year, February, early February, that was mm -hmm. the last Milongas. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, seeing you in the Caskills was so wonderful. It mm -hmm. was, it was, um, um, but it goes, I mean, a lot, that, that area is very sophisticated. And when, Sil Sil uh, when, when Sylvia and Tete came, I had already started um, Woodstock Tango in 2004, but there had been very little tango before that. There was one group, and uh, they'd meet anywhere, Chinese restaurants, you know, just and, and dance in the aisle sometimes. But um, but when Tete and Sylvia came, I felt like we had really arrived mm -hmm. as a tango community up there and as a, a broad tango community um, that we could support performances and workshops with people, dancers and teachers of the caliber of Tete and Sylvia. Mm -hmm. And um, I will admit everyone kind of at first expected a very suave kind of, because that's what they have been seeing, you know, very suave kind of Tete, you know. And um, so he he gave them such a new experience. <laughs> it was pretty amazing, and 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 of course with Sylvia, always, just I mean they were perfect together. I will say that and, uh, they're 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 really and anyone who had seen them dance, I mean we were talking Sylvia, you were talking about the closeness and the connection between people and, and people will choose to dance, you know, and, and really study that. And I mean, he, he was known for flying on the floor and there you were with him, you know, and like, like a feather. Grounding and yeah. 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 Melting. yeah. And I have to say, Sylvia, watching you and Tete dance together are your videos on YouTube are the ones I probably have watched the most ah. than any other dancer. And, uh, uh, <laughs> maybe the ones I, we I share really the most love... with our students, too. Yeah. Wow. Mm. It's especially the way that Tete dance. Well, both of really. you. Well, both I mean, you can't together, do that but... without the right person, you know. Mm. No, I say Tete because, you know, he was my teacher, so I learned from him that... Uh, that way in dancing mm. and I remember for example in the beginning uh, when I started in dance um, it was different styles like today and I asked Tete where's the difference between the way that you dance and he told me perhaps the difference is that you if you take this way 
you can dance wherever you like hmm. after that because you are taking the the music you are putting the music yes. in your body hmm. yes hmm. so this is the beginning Mm. So uh, Tete all the time repeats uh, like a mantra, the music, <laughs> music is first, yeah. first yeah. music after dancing. <laughs> wow. well, you're, well, you came here to speak to us with about some music that you sent us. Um, and I really want to talk to you about that. But I want to share before we do that, our little Tete story. Chico and I <laughs> went to Maipu Cuatro 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 and we uh -huh. put some classes with Tete. <laughs> and basically all he did was chase us around the room and say, <laughs> baila, baila, baila. And he would point. No, no pensa. He said. Uh, is that how you yeah, say it? Don't no think, pensa, no just pensa. dance. He would right. point at his head and he would say, no acá. And then he would point at his heart and say, acá. And... <laughs> that was a long time ago and Chico and I were we've been dancing together for a long time but that was the day several days working with him that I remember I had to stop thinking and I had to just be with her feel and, and run away from him <laughs> and, and just fly just dance and not yeah. think. And we were not dancing for that long. I think that was 2006, maybe. Yeah. Like a year or two into our dancing. But until those classes, we haven't been able to dance comfortably in close embrace with each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But wow. after those classes, like mm -hmm. we found a way mm -hmm. to for that deeper connection that you're talking about because we stopped thinking and we started taking on the music and just listening to our heart and yeah. not to our brains. Um, May so. You know, it's the same, perhaps it's the same situation when we, when you were talking about the, the person who will start to, to play an instrument, you need time to take a, a notion about the, your feelings with your instrument. Mm -hmm. This is the connection, and and in the case of the dancers, we have to have connection with our body mm. and with the music and with the other person, and especially in this style, when we dance uh, glue, no, mm -hmm. with the, mm -hmm. with an extra connection, mm -hmm. uh, the idea is to to perceive just one body. Mm. Mm -hmm. No, we see two bodies, but re in, in in the real movement we have just one body, and to get that you need to be really uh, able to be leading and able to perceive the movement of the other person. Mm -hmm. So takes time to to have it. If you are yeah. thinking, oh my God, I'm doing good, or I'm doing bad, or I, <laughs> I, I don't know, oh, my shoe is, uh, what color is my shoe, or <laughs> what is my dress? So it's not, uh, it's not possible to get concentration. Yeah. So it's, a, it's not a theory, it's not a, a theoretical concentration, it's a real connection. Mm -hmm. 
So this is the great thing in tango, no? For me. I feel for me, I agree. the <laughs> simpler and easier it looks, the, I don't know how to say More this. More deep and harder. Yeah, I mean, just watching some videos, some of my favorite dancers uh, who are been dancing a long time, it's just with such ease and effortlessness, um, but with, 50 years of practice. Yes, Chico. It happened that today I watched your performance with, with Oblivion. Mm. Oh. And it was gorgeous. It was just what you're describing. It was so effortless. You were so together. I just wanted to say that because I was thinking that when I was watching it. And now we're talking about thank it. You. Wow! So thank it, you. it was really beautiful. Thank I really you. Well, thank you. I, yeah. I just want to say, thank and I, we're that not the guests, but we reached <laughs> a point, and it took us 15 years, at least for me, to get to this point where I stopped caring so much, and I just really tried to focus on just being in that moment. Yeah. Uh, yes, closing the eyes to listening better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's been really hard. It's been really hard to get there. It's, and I'm just starting. I'm yeah. just getting there. You have to face yourself a lot, right? You have to really, you know, what is important to you? I mean, why am I thinking about my shoes and not my partner? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if that's happening. You have to be aware mm -hmm. of those things. And so it's very good that you're all talking about this, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not a sprint. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's not a sprint. No. It's a marathon. Yeah, that's, that's the right way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's many lifetimes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, um, before we start talking about the music, I would love to ask both Sylvia and Eileen, um, when did you guys first start DJing? Sylvia, you DJed before I did, I think. I'm, for, you know, so maybe you go first. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I think, <laughs> I think it was in uh, 2000. Wow. Uh -huh. 2000. What was the yeah. yes? At Paracultural. At Paracultural. Oh, what what was the do? structure like? Was it? You know, here in the U.S. and a lot of parts of the world, it's like a two tango vals, two tango milonga. Um, what, what's the difference? So, oh, at that time, it was a different uh, ways. Uh, actually, for example, I remember the the first time I didn't put cortinas. Mm -hmm. You know, oh. and I remember some milonguero came to me and told me. Uh, why you don't put cortinas? I say it really. I don't know because some <laughs> people say like cortinas, some people say I don't like cortinas. So I'm I'm experimenting for this <laughs> for the first time. Actually, actually, Omar Viola invited me to play music because mm -hmm. uh, nobody came that day. I don't remember what happened, but the DJ didn't arrive. Oh, wow. And Omar Viola told me, come on, Sylvia, do it. You are doing it uh, during the lessons, so you can use right. your music. That's amazing. That's how you started. Wow. Yes. Wow. Uh, with, with CDs. With CDs. Wow. wow. 
And so I started. And that Milonguero told me, okay, uh, do you see that blonde girl dancing there? The, the pista was full of people dancing. Mm -hmm. And I say, yes, I saw her. And he said, okay, if you didn't put Cortina, uh, she <laughs> will be dancing with this guy during all night. Forever. And I can <laughs> And it and would be not possible for me to invite her. So you have to put cortinas. <laughs> I see. That was his problem. <laughs> so that, uh, but after that, I, I took some lessons with Osvaldo Natucci mm -hmm. to, to know more about the music, you know, the styles or orchestras, etc. And he told us uh, about the... Um, uh, how do you say the the, um, the the function of the of the cortina? So uh, the cortina is is a social cut between mm -hmm. the couple. So it's not the same if you are dancing with someone and and say, okay, I don't want to dance anymore. Yeah. Uh, you perhaps is is a violent way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you uh, you know that each three tangos or four tangos uh, so there is a social convention and you change partner mm -hmm. it makes life easier in <laughs> yes. for everyone yeah but for me it was nice because uh, um, it was nice to share other kind of music in the milonga so for me it was nice to use cortinas yeah I, I, I really like it too. I feel it adds a different dynamic to the night. Yes, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. How about you, Eileen, before we... Uh, and I, I okay, also... I'll give you the brief rundown on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, cortinas, I can't even hear a piece of music without thinking of it as a possibility for a cortina. <laughs> because I think actually cortinas are really important. A lot of people have signature cortinas, but I think it's really important to raise the energy and calm it down. And, you know, this, you know, it, you really make the night. You're kind yeah, of. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I started in, um, I, I started tango in late uh, dancing, studying in late 2003. And I started DJing two months later in a milonga that I organized. Um, I, oh. I had been working for a small hotel, and they had a, a restaurant with a dance floor, and I was their, their press person, I was there, and um, so they said, bring up, we need to do something in here, you know, so I said, oh, my best Mickey Rooney imitation, let's have a milonga, I brought my teacher, who was Dario De Silva, um, and uh, who's in France now, and Jackie Wong, oh, wow. uh, was Jackie dancing Wong. with him, I haven't heard the name in a while, yeah, so, so they came, they did the workshop, and um, within three months, I had Junior there, and, and uh, it, that was 17 years ago. And we went for about 14 years really strong. Mm -hmm. So well, we had these milongas, and, I, and I'm a musician since I was seven. So mm, Wow, I did that, not know that about you. Yeah, yeah. I love this show. <laughs> I've learned so much. <laughs> I know. Great. Thank you. Anyway, there ha I had to, I was the one to do the DJing because when the artist came, if I had an artist, they would DJ. But many times we started this community. So I went down to New York to La Boca and listened and listened and listened. And, and the short version is 
you know, people in, in New York heard me play up in Woodstock because then they came up. I invited them up. Uh, and, um, and I was able to start, I DJed first with Lucille Krasny and then Gayatri at La Boca. And, um, so, and then the music just, you know, like they say, when you, when you start tangoing, you don't choose tango, tango uses you. It just kind of hits you over the head. Music, DJing was like that for me. And I had DJed a party when I was 13 because I wanted to be the one controlling the music because I didn't like anyone else's taste. <laughs> so I guess, I guess it was there. So, and then Sylvia, forever thank you, because Sylvia a, a few times gave her her very prestigious Monday night at Salon Canning, and she uh, talked to Omar Viola, and she gave me her spot so that wow. I could DJ at some Conning. Wow, that's so amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> yes, was it was amazing. it was nice also because also for me because uh, you know it was a it was a great pleasure to listen the the music that you like to share with us. Mm. Because uh, every DJ has uh, the preference. The preferences, yes. so it's it's nice. It's nice. And you're talking to two other good DJs here too, you know, Adam and Chico. So, but uh, um, yeah, but I'd be so nervous. I think playing at the Paracultura or any place like that. Uh, but I, I was, yeah, but it was mainly about, yeah, I was, but um, it, it, you know, it takes over. You love mm -hmm. the music, and you you love what you're doing, you know, and you and it was great because the, what you get a crowd, you get mm. those people, those dancers in there. Oh in that my god! Room. Yes. And at one point, I played a valse, and um, it was a big, beautiful valse, and I I stood back, and Sylvia, you were there, and 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 uh, Horacio was there. And I looked, and I, I, I swear I think I started crying because I saw all these moving people <laughs> wow. moving to this music, and the sound system was so great, and the lighting, and it was really magical. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. and, okay. I was going to say, I, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, go, no, go, go. I, I would be very scared and nervous, but I would be so overwhelmed with that energy that I feel like that would yes. carry you know, exactly. me or one I of was us a nervous through. Wreck. Like, yeah. yeah, I was a complete nervous wreck. Yeah. I was, I, I, I think I stayed up for two nights or something before, <laughs> you know, going over my entire music collection. And, my yeah. fear, but, uh, my fear is the double click. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like something stupid. Somebody like comes over and like whacks you on the back and says, hey, and you're like right about yeah. to touch and then double click and you like end the song too early or you fuck something up. It's, it's happened to me. So I, I, yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I had some nightmares. <laughs> me too. Me too. About the computer. About the computer. Computer doesn't work in the middle of the big milonga. Oh, and I, oh, and no. I woke up in the middle of the night, you know. <laughs> I recently wow. had a nightmare. So, wow. I recently had a and nightmare where I couldn't find in iTunes, where the playlists are. So wow! I'm like, oh, shoot! Oh, I know the feeling. Where's of the that folders dream. with oh all the playlists? God. I don't know where the folders are. <laughs> Complete. Well, here is what I'm gonna tell you guys that happened to me, not in a dream, in actual life. 
I was DJing Army Longa. Thankfully, it was Army. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was one of our biggest night. Yeah. Uh, it was Tango Cafe and 250 people because we had Los Peores, uh, a live band mm. from New York playing. And we have two small rooms. Sylvia, you've been to the studio. Eileen, uh -huh. you already know, but it's not yeah, in the big beautiful. room. And the milonga on Wednesdays is in the two small rooms. Uh -huh. And traditional room is one of those small rooms. So there's... 250 people spread out to two rooms. When the live band goes on, everybody's in the small room. Oh and my. it was summer, oh. so the humidity, we had the AC on, we had the it fans on, but <laughs> the humidity and my computer <gasps> froze from oh. humidity, so my mouse, my trackpad stopped working, and my little arrow was like moving all around the screen. <laughs> oh, no. I had no control. I don't remember this. I had to, <laughs> oh my God, I had to take one of the large fans, put it, hold it over my computer during the tanda <clears throat> and lift the computer up. But I had to DJ with the little arrow button <laughs> in the keyboard. Oh my God. For an Gosh. hour. And I thought, <laughs> if I can do this, I can DJ anywhere. Like, I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. It was yeah. hilarious, though. Yeah. I'm obsessed with backing up now, and I'm constantly getting some piece of equipment that, you know, that uh, renewing it or just always so I can seamlessly, because of course that happens, you know. It's, yeah. So, uh, you know, so I can just kind of switch it out. And sometimes if it's a, like a really complicated milonga with performances and, and such, I'll have two computers just mm. in case, you know, to make yeah. it easier or to just so I, I don't completely, you know, lose it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, without further yeah. ado, I want to hear what Sylvia has to share with us. Yes. She sent us four songs. All right. Tango in the period of caves how did you word it <laughs> <laughs> when tango went into a cave i'm good <laughs> yes because uh, so i put it uh, in this uh, sympathetic way because uh, you know so every almost everybody know the tango of um, coming in uh, so during the period of the 40s, you know, when it was a big uh, party, a lot of orchestras or, you know, Troilo, D'Arienzo, Di Sarli, Pugliese, uh, Calò, the big orchestras, wherever, for carnavales or, you know, mm -hmm. the best period of the tango. But in 1955, it was a, a, a putsch, no, a revolution, mm -hmm. and this this uh, thing, oh. plus the music coming from the the rock and roll music coming from the other countries, makes that almost disappear the tango, mm. because it was not uh, no no more party so. Uh, the people dance just at home 
you know kind of like yeah. now so the big <laughs> so the big orchestras the, yes is uh, that is uh, interesting point because now we are uh, in a, in a different change so cr the crisis is different but it's a kind of crisis uh, that makes the makes not possible to mm. dance so it's interesting because um, in that period the tango uh, did not disappear but the orchestras uh, take different um, numbers of musicians so we have uh, quartets or or two persons playing or smaller orchestras or just in private clubs that is the case of for example the Eduardo del Piano ah. mm -hmm. Eduardo del Piano uh, was playing music in different orchestras and in the moment uh, he just played music in one piano bar mm -hmm. so uh, I don't know if you want to ask me I something, love but the uh, name Eduardo del Piano. <laughs> Eduardo del Piano. <laughs> he he was the orchestra leader for Angel yeah, Vargas. I saw that. Yeah. Yes, he was playing. He was playing with Angel Vargas during a lot of time, and finally he get his own orchestra in his fifty uh, fourth, and just. So in that period when the tango was less, uh, so was slow, was slow and was a different kind of beat. And well, should we share one of the songs that you sent us and then talk more about it? Would you like to do that? I believe. Yes, I think I think we can listen some some yeah. music. Which one would you like us La to Vigigar start with, Rajuela? Oh, no, I think she sent us Rajuela as her first choice, but I might be wrong. No, whatever you Which like. Which one was Eduardo del Tango? La Vigigar was my choice at some point, yeah. Eduardo del Piano is La Rajuela. Okay, let's do that one. Yeah. La Rajuela. Okay. Let's do that, yeah. It's coming. Here we go. Thank you. 
Sí, es muy nice. Yeah. Eduardo Piano es un gran musician. Es el autor de Esta Noche en Buenos Aires. Mm. Wow. I love that song. Perhaps he's the most famous. Wow. So But, they arranged this version for uh, no he, dancing crowd. This is, yes, because it's a, um, so this is a, a, an old category, no? Able for dancing or not able for dancing is a category that we used before the 70s, no? Mm -hmm. It was at that time when Piazzolla is starting to to do to do the tango in different way, and some people starting to do a kind of war against the tango. This is tango. This is not tango. You know. But fortunately, we are out of this discussion now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, now we can dance to this and we would all enjoy dancing to this but yeah it's interesting yes actually i think my idea to talk about of this uh, kind of music is um is because we we are listening this music now and uh, we are thinking in dancing yeah so <laughs> we 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 can't uh, accept the difference between you know this kind of things is is It's able for dancing or not depends on you. Depends. Depends on your partner and yes, or your yeah. taste. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I think the most uh, the most characteristic things of this period is that the the resistance or the resistance of the tango. I don't know how to say it <laughs> because. You know, it's like a, a period, the transformation when the tango went uh, to the private houses or the private souls and mm -hmm. take a time to recover itself. Mm. And if you think, for example, in this time, uh, there is this kind of little orchestras, but also is the is the opportunity for for the tango song, for example. So in the 70s, we have a new wave of singers singing with orchestras mm -hmm. with a new energy. It's for true. example, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, um, mm -hmm. El Polaco Goyeneche was singing mm -hmm. tango, mm -hmm. but Uh, is in the 70s when everybody recognized the singer, El Cantante, mm. as a big star, you know? That's true. And it's, it's, uh, it's important. And also we have um, the different instruments in the orchestras. This is the big apport of Piazzolla when starting to play tango in a different way with uh, electric guitar, for example, or different instruments. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, different uh, orchestras and different styles and it's a big regeneration for the tango. So the tango So are is, you uh, saying that when this was recorded, for example, 
the what were happening with the bigger orchestras that weren't able to get work? It happened, for example, in the case of uh, Eduardo del Piano, uh, he just uh, used the the bandoneon for for um, recording or to to shows to private shows with singers mm -hmm. but uh, as a profession he has a kind of store i mm. think so some musicians uh, get, uh, how do you say le uh, leave the profession apart right. and mm -hmm. some other musicians uh, make little orchestras for example um, Leopoldo Federico uh, mm. plays with Grela or even Troilo mm -hmm. right, with right. Grela. Different little little bands and plays in private clubs or different different kind of music for different public. And who is Eduardo del Piano? I mean where is he where is he in the thirties and the forties and Eduardo del Piano was playing with Agostino, especially. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ahora, for example, um, the, the next group in the 60s, the Tibidabo Orchestra. Mm. Tibidabo were a small, a small agrupation, but the musicians were incredible. Uh, Leopoldo Federico, Osvaldo Montes, Francini, Stampone. Hmm. So incredible musicians. I played musicians. their music at a milonga. They they did record it at some point. Yes, no just one, just one uh, long play at that time. They ah. call it a long play. We can listen it if you like because it's really interesting. This version of La Vichgar. Okay, Ooh. listen. Okay. I was listening to it earlier. I'm very excited to share it. Now we are in the 66. 66. Sorry. One of my favorites.
fantastic. Love that song. Very nice. This violin is in my soul. It's living in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's interesting. So, and uh, in this band was playing uh, also Leopoldo Federico. I choose wow. this musician because I, uh, Tete and I dance with him, with his orchestra a couple of times and it was a really a good experience. Also, wow. he, he was still alive until, I don't know, 2014, I think. Wow. Hmm, wow. So, yes. And he was an incredible musician. He played, I don't know, with Gobi, with uh, Stamponi, with Mores, with Isarli, with Salgan, uh, you know, mm. the, a long, a long uh, career. Also, he was playing with Piazzolla mm. in the 55, I think. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. So, and uh, I think one of the last recordings, it was with Grela, uh, the, the following with track, if hmm. we have time to listen. Because we are, uh, you know, when I listen this kind of uh, duets, mm -hmm. I remember, uh, you know, my memory went back to Arolas or to the first uh, musicians playing tango at the patios. What is that? <laughs> you know, in the last century. It, uh, 1920s, 19, you know, before the sextetos. The sextetos starting in 1924, 1925, okay. hmm. with the caro, the, uh, with um, Fresedo, also the the first sextetos wow. before the Tipicas orchestras. And before that? Oh, I see. Before yeah. the proto-tango. Tango, you know, tango, tango between people, foreign people. Okay. Uh, I also, uh, during the conversation with the the great bandoneonist you introduced today mm -hmm. in your program. I don't remember the Stina. name. Stina. Uh, you were talking about the foreign people. Mm -hmm. Yes, no? immigrants. And uh, foreign people the, is the, you know, is the mass of the tango is foreign people. Mm -hmm. No, uh, I think the, the beginning of the tango is a, uh, it's a lot of people coming from different countries mm. that meet a way to 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 get in connection with other persons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a session. It's a, it's a, the essence of the tango, I think. And so you're mm. saying it's kind of perfume. So there was no like uh, preset sort of a band. People would just get together and play and dance. Mm-hmm. Before 1925, 1924? Yes, also the people were talking different languages. Mm. Remember mm -hmm. that uh, Argentina, especially Buenos Aires, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a city where are, are people coming from the different parts of the world. Yeah. And 
at that time it was not too much people but uh, after the first immigration it was a big change for buenos aires as a city as a country in in a political ways also mm -hmm. the way that the people are starting to work in different parts and you know yeah it grew very fast all of a sudden mm -hmm. also yes. musicians from all over when they came and they lived many of them in conventijos with big courtyards they were jamming in the early yeah. 90s you know you had the violin player from eastern europe you had the italian bel canto singer um you know and uh, someone from spain but uh, you know so uh, you know that's how it 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 that's how it began it it is i think an immigrant's music it it was born of immigrants then of course with spanish and creosia and um, other influences but and african influences so, but I, I get the feeling that there's not a lot of improvisation in tango in terms of the orchestras um, when we think about jamming or people getting together, right? Well, and from what we've learned talking with different musicians, is that Parisha. A la Parisha, right. There's, Parisha, there's improv yes. improvising, but not like in jazz necessarily. Right. But maybe right. you have a part which isn't written, uh, like Salamanca, you know, he never wrote, they never mm -hmm. had, Darienzo never wrote his parts. So right. he would just. I, Ando Goni with Troilo was the same right. thing. They just let him come and play. So there was some well, elements of Salamanca improvisation, but. the arranger <clears throat> himself. So I Sorry? think that I didn't might be why, Adam. <laughs> Sorry. Salamanca was the arranger for Darienzo. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be why maybe he knew he was going to improvise his part. See, it depends of the orchestras, you know. And I think uh, the tango was starting more rigid, perhaps. Uh, depends on the generation. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, I, I can imagine in the beginning people were were playing like a play, no? In English is perfect the word because <laughs> it's playing play. In Spanish we have different different uh, words, mm -hmm. no? But uh, you know, uh, it depends on the orchestra, the connection between the musicians. If the people are playing during a long time or is the first time that they are playing, you exactly. know? Exactly. Uh, it depends on, on also is is different uh, recording that to play alive. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think tango like jazz uh, has the place for the improvisation, and actually we have uh, the part called variation. Mm -hmm. In the variation, uh, each each instrument can play wherever it likes. Hmm. But I think, uh, for example, if if you have ten instruments, uh, it's different the concept. Yeah. Perhaps everybody has to play the same. Yeah. To keep yeah, the order. Organized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My <laughs> yes. understanding of Disarly is that what what they meant in their case when they said like off the grill a la Parisia was that they played so much together. 
and um, he had long ter- long termers there that they knew their part so well that they didn't need the music. So they'd have their part, but maybe there you go, put in a variation or or um, you know I don't know how you know, but certainly that opens it up for variations. I heard I heard Troilo's orchestra yeah. was similar in the sense that they were so tight and. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you couldn't write down Probably. what they were doing. They had it. <laughs> right. it, it reminds me of a James Brown, James Brown documentary. <laughs> like James Brown would rehearse like all day, every day, just to get the right like funk down. You know, like I don't know, and you couldn't mm-hmm. write it down. And when I've been learning, right. um, I've been working with Horacio again, and he's talking a lot about Troilo, and just you can't write down what's happening. But then the the yeah. orchestra gets to a point where they can riff off of it now, and that's right. the improvisational side of tango, which is right. which is that's amazing. what gives it passion. Yeah. Um. So we're in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we hearing? In the Going cave? back to the cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have two more pieces uh. and. What's the story with Bailemos, this version, this this orchestration? Ah, Bailemos, I think you were... Okay, no problem. Uh, I, I put this, um, this special track because, you know, I don't... Uh, uh, Jose Basso is not my favorite orchestra at all. I, right. I You know, but I put it... I include it because it's the it's the color of the 50s. It's the color of the 50s in the sense of the tango. It was uh, it was um, an electric kind of beat, inviting people for dancing. The the tango in the 40s, for example, the tango of Darienzo or Salamanca or etc. And this. A special basso is the romantic tango. Is the tango a kind of a bolero? I mean, no, you know, mm-hmm. it's a long songs with the mm-hmm. romantic poetry, with the you know, and a special color for me represents the music in the fifties. The mm-hmm. music, the concept of the music. Of the tango for dancers, tango for dancing, it was this kind of tango. Hmm. Thinking Disarli, for example, the contrast between Disarli in the with Rufino, for example, hmm. or Disarli with Floyd, Florio is, uh, you know, is a kind of the very distance different. between the sun and Pluto. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so are you saying well so, the music from the cave? is representative of a tango generation that is not necessarily for this sort of violent dancing, the the compas, the rhythm, but more for more relaxed um, listening and and just appreciating this sort of nostalgia. See or yes, uh, to keep. I think is to keep the appreciation for the the embrace in tango, mm-hmm. 
and a kind of uh, nostalgic times because uh, I think, I think, you know, is my theory for the age of the people. Because if you have, for, for example, you had the experience in tango in the 40s and you met your wife in the big party and now you are uh, happily married, married yeah. with this with this person and now you see your your child's growing up and you listen jose vaso why not <laughs> and you dance in your living yes. you know <laughs> so and to keep so to keep the sound to keep the the pleasure for dancing embrace in close mm. embrace to take to keep the difference between a tango for dancing and tango for listening because at the same time you had for example piazzola we talk about piazzola because it's the perhaps is the most uh, known person that uh, make a revolution in tango music but uh, around piazzola there is a lot of musicians playing in different ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. for me, it was interesting to put it because in this uh, sense, we we have, for example, Tibidabo playing all tangos in a in an special way, more the camera way, perhaps we can say. Mm-hmm. We have also the the beat of the Darienzo because he was playing in this time in the 60s or in the 70s also with an electric beat mm. and we have also this kind of music more slow and mm-hmm. we have also a duet guitar and bandoneon mm. in a small group so would you say so i think that i i think the tango was a kind of a metamorphosis way to survive in these hard times all music right um would you say darienzo was so stubborn he just wouldn't give up (laughs) (laughs) and his darienzo Darienzo was when i when i was a, a girl at that time i don't like very much tango uh and it was a famous TV program uh, called Grandes Valores del Tango. And Darienzo was one of the orchestra that was playing there. And it's the Darienzo that you can see in an old uh, mm. movies in YouTube right. uh, with, the, with the hand, uh, you know, baiting, yeah. baking, <laughs> like a rock and roll music. <laughs> So at that time we we had uh, two most uh, famous orchestras. It was uh, one. It was Juan D'Arienzo. Uh, the other one it was Hector Vale Varela. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it, it was the paradigm of the music tango music for all people in the seventies. Well, let's listen to Balemos. See, 
And hola Marcelo. And hello guys. And, and and I need to tell hello home. It's super interesting what you're saying. You know that the, the grande valor of the tango was the introduction for me for to tango. My dad loved it. <laughs> and and I was so young, I was like six, seven years old, and my dad it was in the prime time in Buenos Aires in Argentina. It was at the night at nine PM, which is the prime time. And my dad was was listening to me, listen listen to that, and I was I was in the, I remember myself in the dinner time, I was trying to kill myself because it was so boring, and I was thinking this music, these dancers, and I, I remember watching all these orchestras and thinking that is never going to like I never going to like this ever ever. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> We missed you. Something important. Something uh, important for me uh, now, uh, remembering no, it was at that time the tango. Uh, so I, I mean, almost nobody danced tango. So the tango starting to be uh, something to watch, no, mm. something to mm. practice. Mm. Huh. It's interesting to think about that. Yeah, must be. But it survived. Hmm. Yes, of course. Yes, and it will. Yes, of course. But more like an ar ar archetypal, like an archetype. Mm -hmm. Arch archetype. Ex mm -hmm. uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, because it's a, it's a kind of uh, stamp that you have, uh, like uh, something rigid, something to to be watched, not to be practiced. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Here we go with Bailemos. Bailemos. Right. Hyper romantic tango. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that song too, Marcelo. But it's taking a moment to start. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> I can tell stories about uh, in the meantime. If you want. I'm watching it try to load. So, oh, here we go. <laughs> no. Así entre mis brazos mirándote a los ojos Yo quiero despedirme sin llanto y sin dolor La vida caprichosa nos puso frente a frente Prendiendo nuestro pecho no queda de querer Mas hoy la misma vida nos manda a separarnos El sueño 
sueño de quererlo se ve, no puede ser. Bailemos como antes, cariñitos abrazados, viejitos son un alma entre Bailemos que no vean tus pupilas ni una lágrima furtiva, ni una sombra, ni un dolor. Bailemos que después ya sin tus ojos es de arrancar un sollozo por mi amor y por tu amor siempre estarás en mi desvelo como una estrella en el cielo prendida en mi corazón. Mucha suerte que Dios no te abandone Yo sé que a mí me espera eterna soledad No tiembles en mis brazos, te ruego me perdone El tango ya termina, salgamos a llorar Bailemos Que después ya sin tus ojos es de arrancar un sollozo Por mi amor y por tu amor Estarás en mi desvelo Como una estrella en el cielo Para mentir mi corazón All right. Oh my God oh Yeah, my all God. right Everybody, wow Now No, yes. I, want to, I, I want to cut my veins with that sweet cookie Right yes. now Yes I want to unite your veins with my veins Yes, that's the that's the way. It's a love story for the people who doesn't know the song, guys. It is the, it, imagine this situation. It is two lovers that they know that their love will not, never going to be fulfilled. So he invites her to say to the dance for to dance their last the last song. Oh my God! So they are dancing the dance floor, and he's telling her, "In every night that I will not going to sleep, you will be my." In my mind, mm -hmm. so that is, that is the 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 that, that is tango is something tango. you know light, so light. He, and said, he said he said her, "Don't cry because the people are looking at us." Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. looks like there is a forbidden love, and and they cannot leave it. So, yeah. <sighs> Wow. So it's an extra it's an extra romantic tango, uh, melodramatic poetry. Um, so the tango for me of this period remember me uh, the neorealismo italiano in the movies, mm. you know? Mm. Neorealismo Italian movies. Uh, it I has this so aesthetic. Familiar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm curious, though. Yes, Adam, you were asking. Uh, you're a little loud in the mic. <laughs> you're eating what? your mic, Marcelo. What? It's cracking up. A little loud, a little loud. <laughs> By little, I mean a lot. 
Okay, I'm sorry. Now, better? We missed you. Yes, We better? missed you so much. And you sound good. And we're so good. glad you're here. And you sound healthy. And you sound yes. good. And you sound loud. Thank you. I survived COVID, guys. I am one of the survivors. So if anybody needs questions, have ans uh, needs answers, just contact me. I can. I am actually no kidding. I, I have many people that they had COVID and are asking me questions. And I love it. And anything I can help you, anybody. Yeah, if you have any questions about COVID, contact us. We'll contact you with Marcelo. He has a hotline going. There's going to be a... Marcelo, are you, are you from... Marcelo, are you from Buenos sí, Aires? Sí, señor. Un placer de conocerla. Un placer de conocerla, señor. No creo. Marcelo Gutierrez, el chino, y Silvia Seriani. You probably were at Salon Cunning many Together. times at the same mm -hmm. time and probably. Was Silvia. Silvia. Sí, ¿cómo yes. que no bailamos un montón de veces? <laughs> el chino, puede Marcelo. Ser, puede ser, pero ¿cómo es tu cara? Ah, Marcelo. <laughs> ah, ¿Cómo estás? Claro, me, conocen, no, me conocen por Marcelo. They people conocen por el chino, so that is why. Ah, okay, okay. Now I know who are you. How are you? I didn't know you were living there. Please don't. No sabía don't, que estaba viviendo ahí. Sí, no, no digas los secretos. Te pido por favor todo queda entre no, nosotros. Nobody, nobody will know it. Secrets no, no for me. Vegas. Okay. You are a spy. Sí. <laughs> Tango Spy. Tango Spy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Marcelo's going to start teaching COVID workshops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How to dance. <laughs> How to survive. COVID. With fever. With fever. Well, we have one um, more song before we what's go. What's next? I want to hear all these yeah. songs and dance. I, and I was so. More. Yes, the, the, the next song is also to, to wake up our feet, to, mm. to say, Let's dance. You know, it's a good idea to dance. I'm I'm dancing alone every day. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amazing. I was with music. I'm so glad. Oh, thank you guys for this conversation. I'm very happy. I'm sorry I don't speak very good English. Your English is amazing. Your English is better than Chico's. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your English is much better than it's mine. It's because I need I need to practice. You need you have to invite me more more times so okay. I can practice English. We'll invite you again. Don't <laughs> worry. And you've been. I also I'm happy because Eileen is here with us. Mm, I'm very happy. Wonderful. Yes, <laughs> I'm happy, Sylvia, that you invited me and Chico no, and Adam. I, it was a lot of fun. But Sylvia, yeah. I want to know the vocal on Bailemos. Was that um, Laborde? Laborde? Who's no, the singer. The singer. It was um, uh, Florial Ruiz. I wow. love Floreal Ruiz. Ruiz. That was Ruiz? The same Ruiz. Yeah. Ruiz. Wow. Floreal Ruiz. I, that's, I didn't recognize one of my favorite singers, and I didn't recognize him on that. Totally. It's different, yeah. because, but, but the orchestra is, is nice. You know, I don't yeah. like this kind of tango, but this orchestra, this version is very nice. The orchestra is powerful. Yeah. And uh -huh. which orchestra was that, Adam? Would you share with our... Jose Vaso. Jose Vaso with Florial right. Ruiz. That's right. That's that right. was beautiful. Yeah. 
when he was good, he was very, very good. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't. So I choose the best. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yes. was. I've been trying to say like I'm. These four songs you sent us have sent me down many rabbit holes now. Yes, because <laughs> this is music that I'm not. The songs I know, the songs I know, but the the orchestras I I did not know. Yeah. Yes, I I like to share the the music I like, of course, but also it's nice to see how rich the tango is because in each song uh, you can interpret it, inter you can play it in different ways, and each orchestra, each uh, arrangement can do it completely mm -hmm. different. And discover the the orchestras that also are in the cave because we have the most powerful orchestras like this Arli, Pugliese, etc. So the rest of the orchestras stay in the cave right. because right. we <laughs> nobody say, okay, come on, mm -hmm. play. <laughs> It's true. Wow. At the same time, the version that Sylvia shared with us about Bailemos, it is one of the best version of Bailemos ever. Mm. So it's, it's, you made me cry, Sylvia. Yes. Oh, no. He always cries. Be he happy. always cries. <laughs> yeah. I cry I mean, or I pass out, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <laughs> Or he gets kicked out he's of the our, show because he misbehaves. He's our emotional addition. <laughs> yeah. Well, this version, this next song, I only know by Donato. It's a, it's a version of La Tablada. It's an old tango also. And this version is the 1968. It's a playing by Federico, Leopoldo Federico and Roberto Grela. Wonderful. Mm. Wonderful guitar. Cool. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. 
Fantastical. You know, uh, there's a beautiful song. That Amazing song Great always makes me feel like somebody's about to cause trouble. It's like I see this like Joker. He's like ready to go do something bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, guys, that this for people who's listening and for for the record, this is one of the songs that there are, there is many songs that are typical in different places, right? For milonga, for festivals, or for shows. This song is one of the most classical songs to, that you are going to listen to tango dinner. Mm -hmm. It's it, a very clear La story. La is one of the... clear story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In most of... In it, yeah. It's one of the most classical uh, songs that uh, are in any tango dinner show. It's, by the way, guys, my dad just wrote, he's still awake listening because we're having such a good conversation. You know, Ooh. his bedtime is 9 o'clock, so I'm proud of us. <laughs> so thank you. What a honor. <laughs> you know, I choose this, um, this track because it's another version of La Tablada Playing by, uh, by Grela and Troilo. Mm. So, wow. it's, a, it's, a, it's a homework uh, looking, <laughs> looking for okay. the, the version because it's interesting also, of course. It's, Adam. The, the sound is, this sound, the sound, uh, the record is better this sound. Right, right. Mm. But the version yeah. of Troilo is... It's a velvet. I am it's getting on YouTube velvet. right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, this has been amazing. I've learned so much. Yes. Same here. Same here. Thank Marcello. you so much for suggesting this, Sylvia, to share songs that and talk about Especially them. Especially from That's this great. time period. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you for Silvia for being taking me back to uh, Canning this Fridays <laughs> or Mondays night. Wow. Yeah. Thank you guys. So next time we can talk about the music today. What has happened today? Yeah. Yes. Lots <laughs> yes. interesting. So, eh? so much well, happening we've right been now. Very mm -hmm. lucky to have a lot of people on the show who are making music today and. Yes, it was amazing. It was amazing to listen uh, and alive Andonian, really. Yeah, makes yeah. Me that's cry. my favorite. Yeah. Deep emotion. That's I love listening to people play the Bandonian solo. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Mm. Any instrument solo I love on this show. It's just yeah. 
So sometimes certain musicians don't want to play solo, especially bass players. Bass players. <laughs> <laughs> But I love, I, I absolutely love. And anyway, I'm glad Stina was up for playing live for us tonight. Yeah, but I love the bandoneonist solo. It's amazing. You guys are spoiling us because we are also, for me, I'm looking forward to Wednesday to see what new surprise you were going to bring. Yeah. Well, soon Good. there'll be a new surprise. We won't be here anymore. We'll be back to our milonga. <laughs> come on, we'll come to, on. We'll have to do this uh, like once a month or something on a different night or maybe we'll continue weekly. But I had a, a I had a vision, a Chico, that we would have the the at the milonga we would have like milonga. a microphone in the corner <laughs> <laughs> no new. totally i'm i am totally for the hybrids you can you can have a mix between milonga and and a, and a podcast it would, well, be it would be nice to have a short bit from the milonga for sure yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of but uh, do the podcast from the milonga a lot of interesting mm -hmm. things to consider for the future for sure Yes, yes. But um, until then, we're, until then, we're here we for continue. at least another month or two. Good timing, Adam, to say until then, right at the same time. Well, great minds. Well, thank you, Eileen. Thank you, Sylvia. Thank you, Marcelo, for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, thank you, Sylvia. <laughs> Um, for unforgettable moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same for us. Every time we encounter, we learn yeah, a we lot learn from you. Yeah, we learn a lot from you tonight. I remember your music history lesson as well, the lecture you gave in New York oh, oh, at our oh, long time ago. You, yeah. you inspired me because... I asked you. I had you, no I idea think. about that. I remember <laughs> you. You, I was like, you, you proposed me. Yeah. <laughs> you say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like okay uh, that was great awesome. and it was a great lecture yeah so i, I will be i will be your fan since today i we are we are i <laughs> i i whoa i don't know how to say it you will listen in follow yes follow. <laughs> you will. next week right, yay great um, great thank you and you sent us an image of a tango tree right a time timeline tree yeah i couldn't and i'm gonna that share that reason, on facebook when i post the show to our listeners if that's okay that was... ah okay i would no i think it's better because now i can uh, you know i did it and i took a photo and i sent it mm -hmm. to you i think it's be it's better if i put the the things together in one in one scan. Okay. 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 Whatever you Perhaps, and I I will send it to you in a better it was, way. Uh, Thank you. Awesome. I love seeing all of these sort of chronologies of the history. It's very it's very nice, you know. I took it because in the moment you say, okay, it's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. I need to see something to 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 watch. No, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. in front of me because in my mind there is a lot of connections <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting so the tango is is really uh, 
immortal, you know? If we can think, for example, in the beginning of the tango, it was in the end of the 19th century. Mm -hmm. Mm. And, and we have all the last century with a lot of wars, with the, the Cold War, with the Euro, and now we have the, the end of the, the, perhaps, you know, the Brexit is something, it's an, an important point, you know, mm -hmm. and now we have the COVID. So it's a kind of a glacier period. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, tango is like phoenix, like uh, the phoenix, the, yes. the myth, always reborn in some way. Uh, ahora que eh, Marcelo, que vos tal vez podés traducir mejor, eh, en el Paracultural, Omar Viola siempre decía esa frase, el espacio entre el cielo y la tierra es como un fuelle. ¿Te acordás sí, de eso? Sí, de, eh, en el Paracultural Milonga, Omar Viola, he was saying that the space between the sky and the earth, it is a fuelle, abandonión fuelle. Fuelle is this... Dice, eh, empty... Look like wow. empty, but contains everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Omar is, a, uh, for the people who doesn't know, is the organizer of Canine and part two para la cultura especially, and he's super artistic and very, uh, thanks to him, many of the milongas in the 90s survive. And, and we have milongas from that time. So, and, and, and hero that we need to recognize. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thanks again, everybody. It's been a great. Thank you, guys. Yeah, guys, I miss you. What the fuck? Why miss you? Chico, yeah. what the <laughs> fuck? You know, Marcelo, when you're in Argentina, you we talk me. all the time. But now that you're in the United States, you never call. No. Hey, I never called. Come sick. on. I was sick. I was, I was busy. And then I'm here. Uh, 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 uh. Well, we're glad you called you in. Talk to always. me, Adam. He never, he doesn't call you. He oh, yeah. Me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm going to give us a song to All go right. home with, or we're already home, Better but. Be from the <laughs> Have period, sweet Adam. dreams. Nice night. Thank you, Selvina. Good night. Yes. Happy ciao, life. Ciao. was a pleasure. Ciao, ciao. ciao. Yes. Stay ciao. safe, everyone. You too. Can't wait to no, see no, you all. No. Hey, hey what? I want. I forgot to promote my. I want to do a workshop of tango walking in April 15. Walking. So I will do. Uh, walking. Yes. But yes. Ganchos. But ganchos. Yes, and walk. No, ganchos. The secret of walking. So. I want colgadas. Okay. Thank you, guys. I will. I will. I will. I will keep bothering you with this next right. week. So. Perfect. Right. Besos. Ciao. Besitos. Ciao. 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 Ciao.
<laughs> I wanted to hear the blues. Since my baby broke my heart. Searching for her everywhere. Like a blind man in the dark. Blues makes me want to go like really low with Love can make a poor man rich. A break is hard, I don't know which. Good night, Chicky. Good night. Come back home tonight.